You're listening to a mini episode of the Enterprise Now Show, where we change lives through enterprise. So the thing that when people are watching this, they're like, okay, Lori seems like a pretty outgoing, go with the flow kind of guy, but that's not really the case. You're an introvert. Oh, introvert to the core. Introvert to the core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When people used to visit my parents' house when I was younger, I would hide in the basement because I didn't want to meet them. Now, how old were you when you stopped doing that? I still do that. <laughs> no, really, I didn't learn to be more extrovert or act as, I'm not an extrovert. I learned to act as an extrovert really in the last 10 years. Okay. Now, was that a function of business or why, what was the, the thing that caused you to say, you I know had, what, I need I to. I was in a, a group like Vistage type group and I had three women in there who became my mentors and said, you're never going to go to where you want to go in life unless you get out of your shell mm. and start going out and talking to people. Mm. And they made me do it. They, they didn't coach me. They made me. Got they it. weren't going to help me in any way, shape or form unless I did that. Mm-hmm. And my chair of that group also said, you have to stop working for people. You have to work for yourself, mm. which requires you to be a salesperson. So yeah. I had to learn how to be an extrovert. Yeah. Act as an extrovert. Have you always been interested in accounting? Because I'll tell you, when I started grad school, I had to do summer school because I was working and I couldn't do like the traditional path. And the first class that I had to take was accounting. And I sat down in the, in the second row, uh, like some people that are here today. And the teacher stands up there and they, and she starts going over how to debit your credit account and how to credit your debit account. And my mind exploded. Like my brain literally exploded. Like that's not normal to think that way. So how did you get into accounting? I never wanted to go into accounting, but I've always been intrigued by advanced mathematics and science. So I had like fourth year college calculus courses and I've always been intrigued by pattern statistics, how they figured out like the orbit of the sun and the earth. And so it wasn't driven by accounting. There's a story behind it. I screwed up my lab. I was in pre-med and didn't want to take the organic chemistry lab over. And I just converted into finance. I didn't get an accounting degree as an undergrad. I got a finance degree. Ah, And so but that served you well, right? I mean, your professional career as an entrepreneur and and business owner are in the area of, of accounting, correct? It did because it was easy. I was able to get a master's degree in accounting in one year. And so I took the easy path. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I was lazy then and took the easy path. Got it. Unpack that a little bit, right? You, you were lazy and took the, the easy path. I had so many credits and finance was done and they offered, they said I could get a master's degree in one year and it was in accounting only. And I said, I do that. It was easy for me. I passed the CPA test right away, but I never went into public accounting. I graduated with like, I think like 70 people. I was the only one who didn't go into public accounting. I didn't work in public accounting until I was in my 50s. So I never followed a conventional path because I was a ski bum and I went to work for a company who allowed me to travel all over the United States. And they said, you don't have to fly home. You can fly anywhere you want. So I flew to Breckenridge and I bought a condo out there and, was a, and I would work and weekends during the ski season, go fly out there and ski. Got it. So where'd you go to school? University of Illinois. Why? Because I was, again, too lazy to go do any. I, I had no guidance growing up. 
My you, parents, you could have traveled a few hours south and went to Southern Illinois University, became a Saluki, and then we would have another connection point. That's where my wife went and never graduated. Because all she did was party there. <laughs> party? <laughs> I don't know where that reputation comes from. There, it's a party school. There's some partying that happens, but I'm sure every college has that. Why, why does Southern Illinois get that rap? It does, though. It does. So talk about networking. Right. So you're an introvert. You've learned how to act as a as an extrovert. And you are, in my opinion, I know a lot of people. You're probably the best networker that I know. How did that happen and, and why? Because I had to get on my shell one, but I couldn't do it. I never do things conventionally. And my networking wasn't designed to go out there and network and get business. It was to meet people. I call it a supercharged networking. Develop relationships first and business will follow. And if you do it that way, it was easier for me. Because I originally tried networking. Hi, Elsie, what do you do? I'm an accountant. You have a job for me? And I learned that's not network. I don't have a relationship out of that. And when I switched to COVID caused the start of lunch with Loria, I would take people out to lunch and I literally write their life story in a post on LinkedIn all about them. And I learned everything about them. I learned what questions to ask. And start having relationships with that. When you write about someone else and promote them, they remember you. And that's the form of networking I like. We develop relationships. It isn't about getting business. Most of the people I network with, I'll never give them business. They'll never give me business. But there's still people I know and depend on and can have fun with. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a, a very good point. It's actually how we met. Yep. I saw you on LinkedIn. And I'm like, who is this guy? I want to have lunch with Lori. And so I reach out and you're like, well, don't really have the space to do a lunch, but we could do a breakfast on, on this date and this time. So we connect, we meet up and you started asking me questions that a person that I just first met just shouldn't be asking. And I thought, I'm thinking like, number one, who is this guy? And why is he asking me these deep questions? And so, but now here we are, like a few years later, we developed a relationship. And I think you're absolutely right, right? It's, it's, it's all about building relationships and, and serving is the way I think about it. Um, the return on relationship or ROR. So talk a little bit about your approach to networking. Dig a little bit deeper. You don't have to give away all the goods, but why should people focus on relationship networking and putting what they can give first as opposed to what they can get? Because the reason I ask all the questions is to, it's like the matrix on the probe. I'm trying to find common ground, something we have an interest and not in the business world. Because a lot of people get mad at me. I don't like talking about businesses all the first time I meet them. I want to know about their family, their hobby, their likes, their passions, success and failure in life. And so you have to probe and ask questions because we are not, especially as an introvert, if someone asked me those questions when I first started, I go, oh no, you can't ask a personal question. That's, I'm now I'm going to be vulnerable. But those questions are powerful. And they're not for everybody. There's a failure rate of 40% when I do that. But here's the other thing of networking. You don't worry about your failures. You only focus on your successes. And if you do that, people know you're authentic, you're real, and it leads to uh, great relationships. It could lead to friends, vendors, business, all kinds of things. We always look at networking to get business. Sometimes you get the best friends in the world on networking. It doesn't have to be business only. We view networking too one-dimensional. Mm, that's a really good point because I always think of it from the viewpoint that not only am I building the, the relationship with you, but with the people that you know and the people that they know and the people that they know. Talk a little bit about 
the science behind it? Because I know there's some science. Whenever Lori says anything, there's some graphs and some charts and some, <laughs> there's some other scientific approach. So talk, talk about that well, a little that's bit. Another thing. With my science and math background, I looked at networking different. Networking is a mathematical function combined with laws of science. The mathematical part is there's two function, basic functions in life. A straight line function, you do something, a result, or an exponential function, which takes the compounding of time and effort to kick in. And I realized I thought I failed at networking because I was looking like, go out and meet LZ, I'll get business from LZ at one-to-one. When I stepped back and looked at it as a exponential function, I realized success won't come in the beginning, and I'm not failing because I don't see results. But once you get inflection points, and networking, me studying it, you start getting a 1,000 connections, say, on LinkedIn, or meet people, stuff starts happening. You get 4,000, it starts growing. So slowly you move up, and then it takes off on you. Mm-hmm. Like we are talking before, the part no one talks about, how do you do with success of networking? Mm-hmm. That's a whole monster in itself. Successful networking at the end, if not managed, could consume you in a negative way. Mm. So that's what I'll call the mathematics side. Then there's the science side. If you are always taking energy out of your network, asking, taking, the energy is gone from the network and there's no energy left. Mm. So networking requires you to, it's counterintuitive, you have to give energy before you ever have a chance to take it out. Mm. And so you're always blowing in the balloon. And then if you're underwater and need some oxygen, you can suck a little out. But if you don't put the oxygen in ahead of time, the energy in your network, you can't take it out successfully. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's randomness of the universe. You don't know when that energy is going to come out and where. Mm. And so that's why, in my view, network very wide and for a long period of time because the energy will come back to you and that's your take. But you don't know when that's going to happen. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value from the show, all I ask is that you share it with one other person you think would also enjoy the content. And we would love to connect with you on social media as well. 